What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Players Club Podcast episode. I want to say 38 off the top of my head. Let me double check and look at the podcast episode that just went up yesterday and make sure. Uh, yeah, episode 38. Welcome back to the show, y'all. Um, today, admit, I will admit, I am kind of not, I don't have original ideas in my head right now. So we're just going to talk about what I've been thinking about. It's these next-gen impressions of next-gen hardware from all the people who have them right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about that as the main topic later on in the show. But before we get to what we're playing... Or before we get to that, we get to what we're playing. And then before we get to what we're playing, we get to who's on the show today. And it's another classic episode. I'm joined here today by Alan Mirror. What's up, homie? So I was listening to the song Hey Sandy by Polaris. Okay. I want to see where this is going. <laughs> but it was the, the, the theme song for uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, wow. I, I am surprised I have that in my brain at all. I have to look and that up and make sure. Go ahead. I just have to say... When I w- when I watched that, sh- when I would watch that show, and then eventually made it to middle school, high school, whatever, it was not what I what I expected it to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot different. That's for damn sure. Wasn't that show like I remember that show being weirdly dark for some? I don't know if that's actually the case, but I just have I have feelings in my head of oh yeah, that show's like why is that on Nickelodeon? Kind of like uh some of the bits in Rocco's Modern Life, like that type of thing. Yeah. Um. Like the episode where they they encounter an alien. Yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. I'm just like, what could this be? Also, shout out Danny Timberelli, which I don't think the world appreciates enough. It's it's wild that he was in Grand Theft Auto Five. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, also, I remember. Yeah, I remember the episode of uh, Comedy Button he was on, or the multiple episodes <laughs> he was on. Yeah, that's true. He he's been on that show a lot. He it's crazy how like. Maybe this is just a wider commentary for people who are on Grand Theft Auto games in general, but it seems like since GTA, like San Andreas, how they hire like lesser known actors, you never see anybody blow up from GTA. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. With with the exception of maybe David Ogg, who was uh, Trevor. I remember he popped up in the Walking Dead show, but people just, they just, oh, I'm in Grand, I'm the lead in a multi-million dollar franchise and now I'm fading back into obscurity. It's like, huh? Yeah, it's like with uh, Red Dead Red Dead uh, 1. Oh, yeah, with the uh, like, voice actor, yeah. Rob Whitehoff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to, why isn't there more of him, this guy? Yeah. And then I discovered, and then I just discovered, oh, Rockstar is very artistic. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely just, they, they dig deep and then pull something out of the crates from some obscure place, so... That's them. Rockstar's weird, um, which you didn't need this podcast to tell you. Um, but speaking of weird, we've been playing, I, I'd say it's a interesting selection of things we've been playing. A lot of different uh, contrasting things. So uh, I'll, you, you got slightly more to talk about than me, so I'll go ahead and let you kick it off. Which one of the games do you want to talk about this week that you've been playing? Well, I was, I, um, I think it was a day or two ago. Myself, uh, Josh Miller, Green Webb, and Javon McNeil played uh, some Fall Guys and Rocket League. Mm, okay, yeah. I saw y'all were uh, going ham in Fall Guys earlier. Man, I hate that game so much. <laughs> Just the fact that it's unfair. Yeah, like, I, we played maybe five, or, five to seven matches, and uh, ha, ha, you, you've played the game, right? Oh, yeah, certainly. Like, yeah. season two, at least? 
Um, I actually haven't jumped in for season two, but I I've played it earlier. Well, there's a there's a part where there's like a uh, rolling uh, log that has a bunch of pink spikes on them. Oh yeah, big spikes. I've been following Twitter or whatever they call it. Yeah, and that is I just I my brain can't figure out how to get past it. <laughs> is it like swinging through the middle of the plane, or is it just like you got to just walk on the log and dodge the spikes? That. Oh God, no! That does sound way too hard. And yeah. Javon and Josh made it through multiple times. The last ga- uh, last match we played, I got past and was about to. Uh, like I was literally right about to like qualify, bam! Time limit expires. Damn, God, that's the worst. And then so yeah, no, uh, go go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, is it? So have you not been enjoying Fall Guys at all whatsoever? Because it's that frustrating, or is it just like, oh, it's fun, but you're just bad at it? Yeah, I'm horrible at it. Damn, yeah, you're you're not even the only one I've heard. Because by design, that game is meant to be unfair, but ideally it's so fun to fail that you're you know cool with it but it seems like in your case it, it didn't quite work out that way. yeah so after that uh we went towards we we decided to play rocket league and i have i frankly have not played that game since it launched on ps4 wow i'm i'm almost in the same boat i played it i played it decently when it first came out but i just opened it up just to see like all the new free-to-play cross-save stuff with their new version, but I haven't even launched the match in at least three years, so it is what it is. And the the way I could tell I, it was I had, like, it's been such a long time. My, the uh, little flag on my uh, car is the Team Fat one. Oh my god. That's like, that's damn near before the uh, that's almost right during or right before the kind of funny relaunch. Yeah, and while I didn't have fun with uh, with Fall Guys, I had a I had a whale of a time with with Rocket League. Okay, that's good. That's good. At least something. At least you got joy from somewhere. <laughs> like, uh, we we went two or three three and one. Like oh, wow. we we only we played between two and five games and only lost one game. Damn, that's a damn that's a good solid uh session right there. And I, 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 ironically, I, I was the one who scored the first goal. Okay. You kick things off. You're like, finally, a game with structure. <laughs> and this is just random nonsense. It's pretty good. Are you planning on, because uh, you know they are adding all that Halloween, all those Halloween cosmetics and some other stuff there. Were you planning on touching any of that stuff? Or it's just straight up visit, visit it whenever you want to play with some friends. And that's about it. Just the gameplay. Yeah, mainly, mainly that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know. <laughs> I know Greg Miller's over here on Twitter all the time, just like, oh, man, there's Ghostbusters in it. I'm spending all my money on it. And it's like, well, I wonder if other people are doing that. Maybe it's just him. (laughs) Oh, boy. But good for him, I guess. Good for both of you. It sounds like y'all had a good time. Okay. So let's see. So I guess that any other things to say about either Fall Guys or Rocket League? Um, Mm -hmm. No, not really. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll go ahead and skedaddle on to one of the games I've been playing. I will say... Fall Guys Season 2, at least, it doesn't look like it's more fun than the original game, but it just looks different enough to where I want to try out some of those new uh, obstacle courses, but um, I just got to make time for it. (laughs) We're getting into that time of the year where pretty soon in this next upcoming month, it's just going to be nonstop like, 
a game coming out that I care about, a game coming out that I care about. It's going to be nonstop one after the other, even despite the fact that, uh, what, yesterday, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed, which, thank God, in my case. <laughs> so it's just going to be a lot we're playing, so we'll see if I'm able to get to Fall Guys. But one of the things that I didn't spend too much time playing, I just wanted to try it out, and it works very well, uh, Control on Switch. Now, did you see this announcement yesterday? Uh, no. Long story short, so a while back, they've already announced that uh, Resident Evil 7 was was getting a Switch port in Japan, but it was a cloud streaming version. So you'd be able to play through all of Resident Evil 7, you know, mobile, handheld, or on your TV, just like a Switch game, but it was all streaming through the cloud somehow. And it sounded really interesting, but we didn't really have a game that was doing that in America until yesterday where nintendo had a surprise partner direct uh their final one of the year apparently and they announced that controls coming to switch with this same exact cloud-based technology uh and it's the ultimate edition with all the dlc and stuff but it's also coming uh with a demo that you could try yesterday when they announced it like they released it as soon as they announced it so i said "Ooh, interesting let me go ahead and try this out the demo is literally maybe 10 minutes long it's super short and the only way i was even able to get the combat while playing the demo is because i skipped all the cutscenes. but i am very impressed um now we've talked about game streaming on this podcast before we've talked about stadia playstation now stuff like that i maybe i've mentioned a little bit of xcloud here or there recently uh but this one right here it feels really good. Like it, it feels responsive. I, I don't have any lag with my inputs or anything like that. There are two modes you can switch between. You can actually have ray tracing in this version of uh, Control. Uh, you can turn on the the graphics mode, which turns on ray tracing for a thirty frame rate, a thirty frames per second uh, gameplay experience, um, or you can turn on performance mode, which is what I did to get that higher sixty frames per second. And yeah, man. It works. It, it feels like you're playing the thing natively. It is so bizarre. The only time it didn't feel like a completely native experience is um, because it's a demo. They have a little ticker. Once you pass five minutes in the demo, there's like a little notification slide that comes out the corner. That's like, hey, press these two buttons to go to the store to buy the game before we stop your demo. And once I, I did that, went to the went to the uh, eShop and then backed out to the game. And then when I was doing that, it took a while for it to load. And it was like, give us a second. We're trying to get you back to where you were. And then I just hit resume once that was done and went back to playing. Um, yeah, it just works great. I've already talked about Control itself. Control's a great game. One of my favorites, or actually my, I think I gave it my game of the year of 2019. Um, and it's still great, but Jesus Christ, playing it on Switch just feels it feels like it shouldn't work. Like it runs better on the Switch in this cloud version than it runs on native hardware for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's really wild. Yeah, I have have you been interested at all in this like this streaming technology on Switch or is this just like a another novelty that you might not use? I I mean, I use it. I mean, I don't blame you. It's it's a very clever way to get around the fact that the Switch isn't powerful hardware at all, but it's gonna probably just depend on what game it is. is is there like a game you would want with this type of technology to come to switch uh probably uh a new banjo game ooh banjo kazooie which would you want um well i guess 
with the relationship that Xbox has has with Nintendo, I could see them making a native version. But considering that that would most likely happen on a Xbox system, would you want some type of streaming feature like that to where you can play it at a higher frame rate on a different platform and stream it there? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, this this whole thing, it's... um. Like I said, it's it's a fairly small feature, and this is an old game. We're talking about it, too. But I, I just wanted to bring it up here just because it does indeed work. Um, my internet connection, which has been... My internet's been weird lately. Like, my hard wire's been fine, but my Wi-Fi's been spotty. I'll turn on my Xbox, and it'll be like, hey, sign in. And it's like, wait, weren't you downloading a game while you were in rest? Shouldn't you still be connected? And then my phone will have trouble connecting to certain things. Just some things here and there that I thought it was going to be spotty once I tried it on Switch. But nope, works totally fine. So, yeah, game streaming might actually be the future, and it's crazy. Let's see. Now I'm just waiting for an xCloud app on Switch, because that might change the world for me. <laughs> that might be incredible. That's what I got on that one. Um, and so I got some other games that I've been playing as well. But before we get to either of those, uh, what's the other more low-key game that you've been playing uh more, more spider-man yep hopping back into that are you just making your way through the story or just swinging around collectible in a little bit of both okay i respect i that. i'm at the point where the the demons are more frequent fair enough i, I guess you're really getting deep into the uh story now huh i mean uh last year i fi- i finished the main story in my my other save oh okay okay for some reason i thought you were playing this for the first time no uh, i am i keep dying though because i'm trying to i keep trying every fight i go into i go, i try to get the perfect like the blue uh dodge meter dodge uh, icon oh yeah yeah i know the one but I, yeah I... That, that game is still fantastic <laughs> yeah always will be fantastic now Here's my question. Are you picking up Miles Morales on launch? Because I know you're getting a PS5. Well, oh, wait, are I, you? <laughs> I should yeah. ask that again, because I remember there were some pre-order issues. I didn't know if it actually got canceled or not. No, uh, last episode I mentioned that I paid it off. All right. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, good, good. And I, I pre-ordered uh, Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. So, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and also... I think it was last week or this week i also pre-ordered sack boy's big adventure now that one i'm really excited about as well um yeah just a side note now i'm thinking about it it's really cool that they announced that not only is there going to be crossplay between the ps4 and ps5 versions of Sackboy, but um the 60 frames per second frame rate is going to be a thing on both consoles as well so i'll be able to take advantage of that since i'm staying back on the uh older console but yeah, for, for Miles, since you're playing Spider-Man right now, is there any fear that you're going to kind of like spoil your dinner by going back to uh, Spider-Man so close to Miles Morales? Because we got about two weeks before that drops. So what, what's your feeling on that? Well, the main reason I'm pl- I'm replaying, th- or I, originally I, was, I started the replay, then I paused it, thinking I can just redo the, do the, I can just play this on PS5. And then Spideygate happened. <laughs> is this now this isn't the puddle spidey gate this is the face chain spidey gate huh yes the change from uh john bubniak to ben uh something or other <laughs> ben some dude <laughs> let's call him that that's what people seem to feel 
yeah is, is that is that change upsetting enough to you well maybe not upsetting is it just enough for you not to want to play the game again on ps5 yeah pretty much damn oh boy well i mean i'm sure the game's gonna be fun and honestly you're probably gonna be getting that face for the future of the franchise including miles morales so maybe it might serve you better to get used to that face in the form of replaying the game with it um but you know it's on you it's up to you what you want to do with that and speaking of miles morales i'm right the mission i'm up to right now is the introduction of his dad oh god (laughs) whose name whose name we cannot say yeah (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna be hush hush on that but in any case god that that whole scene is just i remember when i first got to that scene and i was like oh this game is is going there it's it's getting harsh <laughs> like I, I thought this is just going to be a fun popcorn flick you know no no immer- no emotional turmoil to speak of and then that scene happens so uh have fun reliving that <laughs> yeah it got to a point where i forgot that like i, I was watching uh game former their coverage of uh, Miles morales and i completely forgot i completely forgotten that rhino was in the first game Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Forget about that, too. He's fairly forgettable as far as, like, his moments in that first game. Because you're thinking of a completely different villain in that game. Which, for those of you who haven't played the game, I won't spoil for you. But you probably should have seen by now. <laughs> but, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, do you think you're going to finish this playthrough? And is your goal to, like, finish this before you get your hands on Miles? Or what? what's the goal on that? You're just messing around until Miles comes out. Well, ironically, the one game I want to play the most right now, when I get it, or when I eventually get my PS Five, is Astro's Play Play World Room. Oh yes, yeah, I I'm really interested in that too. You've seen all the previews and stuff from that game this week, right? Yeah. Oh man, it just looks so. Now, t- I believe you you did play uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, right? No. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh my god, do you have a PSVR? No. Ah, that's why. Okay, damn. Well, I'll tell you what. Based off of some news that I'm seeing today, it seems like they're not going to release a new version of the PSVR for a little while. Because I just saw an interview. Jim Ryan was like, are we going to make a new VR? Not, not, Not next year. Probably not the year after that. But sometime in the future. So... I think once these things get down in price, and if you have the money or opportunity to, get yourself a PSVR, get yourself Astro's Playroom, or you'll have that. Get yourself uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission on your PS5 and play through that thing. That is easily one of the best platformers I've ever played, if not the best platformer I've ever played. And once you get your PS5, you're basically playing through Astro's Playroom will just be like kind of a, maybe not a test, but it'll definitely be a... If you like that, you'll definitely love Astrobot Rescue Mission. So, oh my God, please get on that. <laughs> that game's so great. So yeah. So I guess you're just playing around until PS5 comes out, and then that just takes over all your all your bandwidth. Yeah, that, and I'm not exactly sure where to put it because, like, I'm, I'm I didn't make room. Like, I saw the Giant Bomb uh, unboxing video. Mm-hmm. And it's massive. Yeah, and. From what, from what, or from how it looked, with the uh, the the stand, mm-hmm. I may I may be able to have it horizontal. Huh. I'm praying for you, <laughs> because like I I can't. I'm I'm thinking about retiring my one X. Oh, are you getting a Series X this year? 
uh, Christmas. Oh, okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah, I think it's I think it's safe to do that. And then mm-hmm. with the recent news of MLB MLB twenty one, with the rumor of a the possible delay, and the fact that they're not going to be talking about the game at all until next year. Hmm. So that's just kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. So any so basically. When my PS5 eventually gets here, and that's the thing, I don't even know when it's going to get here because I ordered it through Amazon. It'll get there eventually. Before you know it. How about that? <laughs> All right, maybe yeah. not that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I'm pretty, I, I'm confident that I'll have enough time to finish uh, Spider-Man. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we like I said, we got two weeks, and it sounds like you're a decent chunk in already, so that should be a good time. And I'll say right now, I'm worried, because like, like I said, I don't have a pre-order for PS5 or anything. But I did leave it open for friends and family if they because they know I'm not getting one with my money. So if that if that comes to me as a gift somehow, I've been looking at my entertainment center and I've been seeing the images of it compared to like a PS4 Pro. There's only about four inches between my PS4 Pro, which is the tallest console I have and the TV. And that PS5 looks like it's about five or six inches taller than PS4 Pro. So I'm very nervous <laughs> about this thing coming in because it is huge. And if if I get that thing, it's going to have to lie down and I'm going to have to rearrange so many things on this desk uh, or on this entertainment system in order to accommodate for it. So I'm just not looking forward to that. <laughs> if that does end up being the case, uh, we'll see. You know, time will tell. Um, and plus... God forbid my headset and all this, all these accessories and whatnot, I'm going to have to switch around to accommodate for it too, but it's just going to be a lot. And I'm kind of grateful if I do get it as a gift, that'll be cool. I'll be excited, but I'm kind of grateful that I don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, So yeah, time will tell on that one. But speaking of time, uh, I took some time uh, this week to try out a game that I've talked about on the show before. And I've played quite a bit of it, but I picked it back up recently just to show off some people what it looks like. That game is Superland. Um, I have been so like I said, I started the game already. I bought it on Steam weeks and weeks ago, and I've been playing through it there and I've enjoyed it. And for whatever reason, I honestly, I think I ran into a an area where I didn't know what puzzle to do or where to go in order to progress and so something else came out and I put my attention on that and just never came back. But right now it's on Game Pass for, for console uh, and the developer said he's working to get it on PC Game Pass as well. But I decided to pick it back up. I was streaming, um, I'll just mention this real quick, my Titanfall 2 streams, I've wrapped that up this week. And so the last stream only took about an hour where the other streams took about two hours. So I decided, okay, I can't just... I can't just stream for one hour and then leave. So I decided to switch over to Superland and play the rest, play another hour or so on stream, playing through Superland and showing people that game. And dude, that game, I've talked about it before. So I feel like you know about it generally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's for those of you who don't know, uh, it's basically first person adventure game. Uh, think like kind of like Skyrim type combat with a sword and everything. Eventually you get like a laser gun and you can shoot little energy balls at people. But the thing that makes it really interesting and really fun is that it kind of has like Metroidvania type elements or 
I, I less want to say Metroidvania and just more straight up Metroid and straight up Zelda, just translate it into a 3D first person environment um, where there's a lot of, oh, you get to this location and you're blocked because you need a certain ability. Well, now you need to go look around in every single crack, every single crevice of the environment to try and find that ability. And then you come back with that ability and progress even further. Uh, and that's that's the thing I like about this game. It really rewards exploration and it awards like when you go into the corners of different rooms and there's always something to collect in every corner of the room, every corner of the world. There's a lot of secrets. And sometimes it's just, oh, you got a couple coins and it's not anything big. Other times it's, oh, you got plus five to your maximum health. And that could be the difference between life and death in some of these battles. Um, and so there's always something to reward you. And it's just very, it's also got a very bright art style. It's kind of like, it's a sandbox game, but it's in a literal sandbox. So it's kind of like all these toys and all these random household appliances that create the world are just like four times the size of you you're this small little red gummy character just walking around and it's just it's just really solid man it's just really solid game design really solid puzzle design uh the combat isn't anything to write home about like i said it's very much so like skyrim where you're just clicking or i guess hitting right trigger to just slap these people a million times until they die and then once you get your gun even the first version of that gun still you have to lead your shots and you can't just shoot somebody straightforward. It's it's a little bit more complicated than that. But overall, the game is just such a blast to play. And now that it's on Game Pass, I hope that a lot more people are going to be able to try it because I've been talking about it. Maybe not all the time. People people don't attach me as the Superland guy like they do the Titanfall guy. But I've been talking about it a decent bit. And whenever it goes on sale, I tell people to try it out. But there's a difference between oh, you can pay $8 and play this game versus, oh, you already have Game Pass. Just install it and start now. So, yeah, I, I was showing that game off, and it seems like a couple people, I don't know if they were friends of mine from Twitter or if they were people who just saw me through Twitch randomly, but I saw some people in the chat that were like, hey, thanks for playing this game. I was interested in it, and now I'm seeing it, and it actually looks really cool. And so... Yeah, it seems like people, once they see some gameplay of it, once they see footage of it, uh, they're very interested in it. So I'd say if you have Game Pass out there, go ahead and download this one. Go ahead and give it a shot. Um, I I want to say it's a short game, but it's probably just short relative to like other games like this where, you know, these open world adventure games take dozens and dozens of hours. I can't see this one taking that long to complete the main storyline, but it is going to be a lot of oh, what's in this corner? And then you're on a completely different quest for a while. So yeah, it's definitely a substantial game, definitely a meaty game. Probably something good to play right before you get into uh, the wealth of new uh, games that we're going to be getting and the wealth of new consoles we're going to be getting. So yeah, be on the lookout for that one. That one's really cool. But speaking of a wealth of new games we're getting, before I get to the last game that I've been playing, and I kind of wish I switched up the order here because I, it would have been really good if I talked about this game before this next game that we're going to talk about. But this is a game that I bought and am waiting to get to me. But I know you have already dumped into it a little bit, Al. So tell us a little bit about Watch Dogs Legion. Okay, so I only I only played about the first 20-some-odd minutes, basically the introduction. 
oh wow you you really only dipped a toe in then huh yeah like i i spent i was my original plan was to spend as much as today's as much of today's possible playing the game mm-hmm. but then some technical issues were happening oh like pc stuff or glitches in the game uh a little bit of both yeah I, I will say I've been seeing a lot of because I was watching a decent amount of reviews and listening to podcasts about it yesterday when the review embargo went up. There's some bugs in this game that are troubling sounding. Uh, there's one game breaking bug on the Xbox version specifically that is straight up overheating consoles. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like the game needs a little bit more work done, but maybe there's a patch later today, possibly. Yeah, I saw there was a uh, p- patch are either already coming to consoles? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I remember PC had the wait though, which I know is the place you played. Yeah, because I I just don't even want to think about what would happen if I tried to play this on my PS4, and then because I just know that thing would explode. Is it like? Does the game give you vibes of it's just really an intensive game technically? Well, it's a Ubisoft game, so. Mm. Fair their enough. their their games tend to be the most demanding. Yeah, I I can see that they they do they prioritize resolution and like graphical fidelity in a way that can be very taxing on the hardware. Sometimes. So the game opens up with uh you with you playing as a uh, dead sec uh, with a dead sec character mm-hmm. who's a very he reminded me of a he looks like a James Bond knockoff. <laughs> yeah, in the gameplay I saw, he totally looked like just some like, "Hi, I'm British. I'm British character number two. Or I guess UK character." Yeah, the character's name is Dalton. Dalton. Wow. Which is a a good Easter egg because uh, Timothy Dalton did pl- play uh, Bond for a while. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Just in my head, Dalton does not sound like a UK name. It sounds like a Alabama name <laughs> to me. Maybe that's just me growing up in the South. So the game begins with you playing as Dalton and dead sec, and you're or you're trying to di- like find, track down uh, some stuff that you don't really know that you're not given much exposition exposition about. Mm-hmm. And or it's actually it's more of a threat to threat to Parliament. So I guess it's like very like overarching. There's, is it getting into the nitty gritty right off the bat? Because it sounds like it's just kind of painting the picture for a more broad sense right now. Well, you um, once you get to the, like once you make it to the the location, like into uh, Downing Street, mm-hmm. or the, uh, no Westminster. Oh, okay, got you. You discover that there are actually bombs, planted all across. Uh, Britain. Oh fuck. Okay. So you you end up like the the, the intro ends with you basically saving the day by um like stopping the detonation, but then a bunch of drones fly at you, and a mysterious a mysterious uh like glitchy looking or computer graphics looking uh character hmm. says that today will be known as zero day oh god it's like horizon all over again and the the like the what you discover when you're going through the whole thing is they're actually 
looking to frame DeadSec. Oh, that's, that's an interesting way to set that up. That's not what I would have expected. Hmm. Yeah, okay. and, and I, I, I'm surprised because I actually got through the beginning area without, like, through the stealth, stealth sections without actually screwing up and alerting everyone. Huh, okay. Is this like a, correct me if I'm wrong, but these first couple of moments are, like, more linear, right? You're not actually kicking to the open world yet? Yeah, you're, it's it's all confined. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Huh. So, I mean, is this... Is this taste enough for you to... Because you said that you would be playing more of it if it wasn't, like, if it didn't need more patching. Is it compelling so far? Uh, Yeah, and I kind of like that they didn't try to... I mean, they're sort of getting political, even though they said that they don't want to get political. <laughs> yeah, true. Kind of inherently political. And uh, th there, is a, there is a line of a dialogue that I just... Did a double take when I saw it. What's that uh, mean? So Zero Day is the is the uh, character. Uh, you do know Londoners have died before. Hmm. The plague. Yeah, that's true. That kind of has a what charged connotation to it, then, huh? Yeah, and then it brings up the Great Fire and then the Blitz. Yikes! So it's using so it's using a lot of like historical language and whatnot to talk about this new thing. Yeah, saying that destruction is always the cure to problems like this. Wait, is that a villain monologue thing, or is that like DeadSec's position? No, DeadSec, uh, the opening movie is, or, well, after the monologue ends, you like you see a bunch of explosions going off, and like all all around you, mm -hmm. hitting different parts of London. Hmm. Huh. Okay. And, and then just like that, Dalton dies. Shit. Okay. They're not pulling any punches then. Yeah, and like DeadSec is framed and it's very much a police state. Oh, great. <laughs> very realistic then. Yeah, and I don't know if this character was like I I, I never got I never got a chance to beat Watch Dogs 2. Uh-huh. But there's a character in Watch Dogs Legion called Sabine. Hmm. Doesn't sound familiar. I I don't remember her from 2. Well, she did you ever play the game Zombie on Wii U? Oh, fuck. Uh, I played or, it for like 10 minutes. It came out on PS3. That's where I touched it. Well, S Sabine is basically the prepper. Huh. Okay. And you're... And, like, it, it feel it As soon as I... Like, at a certain point, you like, after a certain amount of time, you get to choose which, like, which player... Which characters to, to uh, take control of. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you get that choice, is it like a random? Oh, here's a here's a random set of three characters. Pick one, or here's just a random character to start. Or do you get like any type of agency in that choice? Uh, there's actually quite a lot. Oh, <laughs> thank God, I was worried like, about that. And like, there, each one has like a little description that, like, here's uh, here's an example: Ambrose Gordon, doctor. Worked in Children's Hospital overseas, and his basically his special ability is priority care, which is shorter team injury time. Oh wow! Okay. And then uh, this one I love: uh, Jessamine Wood, cosmetologist, wrote five star <laughs> review of the Earl's Fortune Pub. Okay. And her perk is basically tough drunk, which is just take just take less damage as that character. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I'll accept that. I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of quirky little... Because that's one of the things I was interested in. It sounds like there's just a lot of quirky little... Uh, little just character traits that everyone has. Um, now, I was kind of worried because... Uh, reviews in general seem to be pretty positive on the game, but kind of funny specifically, they were a lot less excited about it. I was watching their review discussion, and I know uh, Greg and Imran were both either bored or just actively like not happy, not enjoying the game in general, where Andy was like, oh, he was actually enjoying the game. And the more he played it, the more he was enjoying it. So... I'm a tad nervous because I, like I said, I pre-ordered my copy a long time ago and I only got it for 40 bucks. So I can't be too sad, but um, I'm ready to see if this game is actually, it's actually going to hit or not for me. I'm really hoping it does. You know, I love Watch Dogs 2 as I've talked about plenty of places, but the lack of a main character makes me a little nervous, but yeah, sounds like, I, 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 I mean, if you think about it, it's, you know, like we are legion, we are many. So it just makes sense. It it so you're just saying it like makes a lot more narrative sense for it to be about the group rather than around one person. Yeah, because since since London has basically become a police state, mm-hmm. it's more like then and the impre- uh, like oppression going on. Yep. It would. It's. I I really wish I could think of a better one, a better comparison than this, but uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Fair when enough. At, when at the end, like, pretty everyone who has a ship shows up and t- tries to, like, destroy uh, the, the Imperials. Hmm. That makes sense. So then it's like, you can't, you can't kill one of us, you'd have to kill all of us type thing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Or, now that, now that we're thinking about this, I'm kind of thinking of, like, a real-life uh, scenario that is kind of similar to this, where I remember back when, like, Shoot, this is kind of appropriate since things are going down in Philly right now. Uh, but back when Black Lives Matter was a thing, some there were a lot of pundits and stuff on TV that were like, oh, it's so brilliant because it's not like they have an address. It's not like you can go to their headquarters. You can't like threaten them in a direct way like that because it's a movement. So by that way, it's also uh, if you want to if you want to kill the movement, you got to kill all of the members of the movement, which is going to be real hard to do. So similar in a similar way it seems deadsec is doing that with their setup here yeah and like i played about 20 23 minutes of it and then when i like i back i i stopped playing so i to, i wanted to like i'm i made a uh, video for the channel ah okay yeah when i when, when i logged back on or got back in the game the hud just straight up disappeared oh it's one of those yeah Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I, I'm so nervous about this PS4 copy that I got coming in today. So, I mean, ideally, it shouldn't have as many because, you know, the, the idea is that the PC version is usually the less stable one just because there's more variables to account for. But I don't know. It sounds like there's a couple of problems on every platform. So we'll see. Uh, and also this game, from what I've been hearing about it, it seems like a good one to stream. Now, come Monday, I am streaming something else completely different, so I might not have a chance to stream this on my usual Monday stream nights, but one of these days, I think I do want to get around and maybe stream some of this, because it seems like a good, like, random interaction generator, which should be fun to experience with other people, so we'll see about that. So yeah, I guess we'll find out more impressions on Watch Dogs soon. 
um, you'll continue playing it, and then I'll start playing it. So uh, that'll probably be for next week. But for this week... I Can I just say? Oh, go ahead, man. This whole thing has me worried about AC Valhalla. Ooh, really? What makes you worried? Just like if it's going to run stable? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I get the vibe... Because in my head, I was thinking that Watch Dogs Legion, because it had, because it was already in development for a really long time, and then it got pushed back on top of that, I would have thought that that game was like just done everything possible you could do to it, and it was just ready to go, perfect, flawless. And then it comes out, and it's like a couple of issues here and there. In the case of Valhalla, that one feels a lot more like it's coming in hot, but I also feel like compared to Watch Dogs, especially. Assassin's Creed is a franchise that Ubisoft cannot, does not want to fuck up. Like, you, you've seen their, I don't know if you saw the news today, but they delayed uh, Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and they said, you know, further polishing or whatever, but for whatever reason, I feel like that just speaks to the fact that Ubisoft really wants these games to come out and not be trash at launch which is so common for other big publishers and and the like so i have a feeling that with as much especially since assassin's creed valhalla is kind of the premier next generation game for a lot of people like a lot of people are going to get that with their ps5 with their series x so i have a feeling it's gonna be fine but eh, we we really can't know until it comes out (laughs) Well, and I'm sure y'all will tell me about that one because that's what I'm planning on. I'll I'll get that one later. I'm I'm planning on getting on that. Uh, what is it? The Gods and Monsters hype come December third. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Got my fingers crossed for that. Um, but speaking of that, nah, that's not a good segue. I was gonna switch over to the next game, uh, the last game for this segment uh, that I've been playing, uh, State of Decay Two. I. See, it's funny, because I feel like the reason I'm playing State of Decay 2 is I feel like I fell exactly into the trap that Microsoft has set up. So I don't think I've talked about it on the show, but uh, Microsoft awards points. I am really trying to go ham on those points, because once you stack up enough of them, you can get gift cards to places. And I'm trying to rack up some Amazon gift cards so that I can pay. So basically, I can get all these games that are coming out next month for a lot cheaper than I'm paying for right now. And so I'm just farming them. Uh, And last night I was trying to do some of the Game Pass quests because on Xbox Game Pass, they have quests. If you play a certain number of games within a week, do certain achievements, um, things like that. So they had had a quest for kill 25 zombies in State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition. So I said, all right, I'll boot up State of Decay 2, play for like an hour at most and kill 25 zombies, back out, get the quest, go to bed. I played for like almost three hours. And I didn't expect it. So uh, I, I've talked about, I don't know if I've actually talked about it on this show, but I did play a little bit of State of Decay 1 uh, on the PC. I picked it up when it was cheap and I played a little bit of it and I was like, all right, this is fine, but it's not like, it's not like super enticing for me personally. Um, I don't know what it is about State of Decay 2, but it's hitting the spot a lot more. Um, it's, it's very much so the same Maybe not the same game, but it's very similar where you're creeping around. Hey, my, where's my phone? I need to make sure that thing's off because I heard it vibrate and I don't even see where it is. Oh, God, I'm scared. All right. We'll see if it rings. Hopefully not. Um, in any case, 
yeah, I, I, it's a lot of creeping around. You're gonna be a lot. You're gonna do a lot of stealthing around zombies. Um, you're gonna do a lot of scavenging in buildings, collecting resources, collecting supplies, uh, building up bases and whatnot. But the difference in this game is that I feel like it's a game all about its systems, and it's very weird because I was saying this right before we recorded. Um, it feels weird that I picked up this game right before Watch Dogs Legion. Because in the case of Watch Dogs Legion, what that game seems to be best at is how its systems play together, where you have all these randomly generated characters with their special skills and everything, and then you put them together with the systemic world, and you see what type of gameplay comes out of that mixture. Where here, it's kind of similar, where you're in State of Decay 2, you play as a set of two survivors that you pick at the beginning of the game. But then the more you play, the more survivors you get, the more people you bring into your camp, the more resources you gather, then you're building up bases and then you have different, uh, I forget what they call them, different like sections of your base that, you know, supply different things. Like right now I have a workshop where I can craft ammo. Uh, you can create a kitchen or a set of beds so your characters can rest. And it just seems like there's a lot of just, it just feels like a game that's all about the mechanics where there is a story here and I actually do like some of the dialogue between certain characters like the the characters that I picked at the start of the game their backstory is that they break up and get back together a lot so when all this stuff happened they were actually broken up and so this whole zombie thing kind of brought them back together uh and so they have a lot of like cute play fight stuff in the middle of zombie combat they're like oh what'd you do oh blah 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 you know that type of cute back and forth and so i i've been playing as them and they'll have little dialogue while i'm scavenging but that's not really the reason i'm playing what i'm playing is that i'm upgrading these guys's abilities you know i'll be running around the environment and suddenly my running stat will increase or my fighting stat will increase when i'm slashing away at zombies or maybe my shooting stat it feels like some light rpg elements are layered on each character and then once you get all these resources and supplies you go back to camp you can use those to upgrade your camp, upgrade the abilities and I guess, you know, fighting abilities and, you know, whatnot of your different characters. Every character plays exactly the same, but you can give them different weapons, give them different uh, melee weapons. Uh, I'm unlocking a bunch of outfits too, which is crazy how many outfits there are. It's just, it just feels like a very customizable game. Um, how I've been thinking about it is it feels like if XCOM was a third-person action-adventure game, where XCOM's cool, but it is a tactical, you know, real-time strategy game, so that doesn't appeal quite as quite as much to me personally. Even though I did enjoy my time with uh, Enemy, what is it? Not Enemy Within. Enemy, enemy unknown. unknown. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what's Enemy Within? That no, that's the DLC, Enemy Within. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed playing that back on the PS3, but it didn't really stick with me too much where this type of gameplay where it's right in your face and of course your characters do have permadeath and there is like a blood plague now where there are certain red red eyed zombies where if they get too many hits on you you'll get the blood plague and you'll start to die and so you'll have to go out and kill more of these zombies to collect their samples so that you can make a cure and it's a very compelling way to add stakes to the game and make it feel like your characters are real people that are realistically fragile while not being too punishing um because the game itself isn't too difficult but if you 
are too aggressive. The game's mechanics aren't, because there is a little bit of jank in here. This is ultimately still a game developed by a small studio. So you definitely feel that as you're playing, but it's just so, its mechanics just seem so much deeper than the typical independent game, I guess. And there's my phone. There it goes. Uh, I knew that was going to happen. And I'll text her back and tell her that I'm recording. Um, but yeah, it's just so much deeper than you would expect from an independent game. So yeah, I'm just I'm just excited about it. And I'm excited to keep playing it. So it's definitely going to be one that I report back to where I report back with more playtime in. Um, but it's just going to bump right against Watch Thoughts because that's about to come out <laughs> or it's about to be at my house soon. So have yeah. you have you run into any uh, mm-hmm. behemoth zombies, as I call them? God no, I have yet to. Because <laughs> um, I think yeah you, yeah, you think you think it's all good now. Just wait till you until you run into one of them. God, I'm not ready. Once that happens, all of the characters because the the two main girls that I started as those are kind of my favorite characters per se. So I've been leveling them up a lot. But once I st- start getting the behemoths and all that, I'm just like, okay, y'all stay at home. Let's get the weak ones out and just send them as fodder. Because I don't like. I don't like my odds because I've seen gameplay. You can't even run over those guys with cars. Yeah, you hit them, the cars just stop. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Oh god. The, I, I will say I did go after fighting one and then killing it. Mm-hmm. I did I did go to sleep thinking about a, another way I could have done it, which is, uh, which area are you still in the starting area? Um, basically, it. I'm in the first map and I'm still like very much so confined to just that corner. But I've been exploring a couple things around. Well, you know the area where where the gas station is. Yes. Yeah. Right across the street. Yeah. The thing, my the plan was, or my plan when I was dreaming about it, was to have uh-huh. like to set up a uh, bring get a sniper rifle and just go to town on that thing because oh as far you, as like mm-hmm. you just popping it from a distance it sounds like yeah I mean I know I know that in the game uh, noise loud noises attract uh, the undead. But it was it was out, it was either that or trying my luck with a crossbow. The crossbows can be a little bit inconsistent. I've I've unlocked two of those two of them at this point, and it's not always the easiest to use. Wasted a lot of bolts. I'll say that much. Yeah, I I, I did I do also freak out every time I run into the uh, like the berserker ones. They're just mm-hmm. they like ha- have like no hands, or I think I only only has one hand and it can j- just tear your guy in half. Yeah, yes. just sorry about that. <laughs> I just step away from the mic. Go ahead. Just wait until you get to. Wait, have have you taken out any plague heart areas? Uh oh yeah, I did. Just I took out my first plague heart this morning. Yes. Okay, just be careful because too much. Like if you use the same character over and over, the poisoning or the the disease will build up. Jeez. That's what I'm afraid of, because I already, my main girl, she had got, she had just got tapped by one of those plague zombies, and her fever started to go up, so I was like, oh no, but then it faded away pretty quickly. So, is it, is there like a tier? Like, is it only like, if you start building up your fever, as long as you don't hit max, it'll start to go down? Is that how it works? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, thank God. (laughs) That way I can be a little bit more reckless, because I'm being super conservative, because I'm scared. Yeah, what I did was I just simply went in search of some other zombies that are plague zombies and just stealthily took them out and used uh, the, the, the the loot they dropped to uh, make a cure. Mm-hmm. And I just completely screwed up my game because I 
spent all my resources getting a former uh like a get getting a certain area that is very far from my old area oh yeah there's like a military base i'm trying to get to that fits this description yeah just it's it's one of the thank luckily uh state of decay is one of those games where you can just pour hours and hours and hours into it yeah and it's, and still feel like you're plant you're you're just barely scratching the surface okay yeah it definitely feels like because a lot of games will feel like that where it feels like oh this is going to be a long play but i attach dread to that sometimes because i've talked about long games scare me the hell away so i felt that here but it it feels like oh man but i feel like i'm going to be making substantial progress every single time it doesn't feel like my time's going to be wasted at all so that's something i'm excited about which now i'm thinking about it for as cool as i think this game is don't i still have persona 5 on the back burner like jesus christ what am i doing <laughs> oh boy but yeah this one at least this one in state of decay 2 it doesn't feel like oh i gotta catch up on the narrative what's going on it's more of just a, all right let's keep building let's keep expanding keep clearing it seems like something i'll be able to jump back in after time has passed with less repercussions so, yeah. yeah, and also a, a little bit of a contrast to uh, Watch Dogs Legion. There is, there, there is an option to turn off permadeath. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I, there is permadeath in Watch Dogs. I forgot that somehow. Yeah, so you can either play fast and loose or do, like get a feel for it and then eventually turn on permadeath. Yeah, once you get comfortable with everything. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'll have to... I'm probably not going to use permadeath and watch thoughts because I'm a coward, but it's cool that they have that in there. Um, now I'll say this right now, just in case this comes up on the show. Um, they're doing some renovations down here and I don't, you'll probably hear some sound in the background, in which case I'll try and suppress that during the editing. But if they have to ask me a question or something, I might have to go away, mute for a second, answer them and then come back. So just letting you know, because <laughs> you know, things are happening. Uh, long story short, there was some plumbing problems, which led to some flooding, which meant they had to cut down pretty much from the wall outlet down on the entire basement wall that isn't my room. They had to cut all that stuff out. So now they're replacing it. Um, so, yeah, if they have to ask me a question about, hey, can we move this or whatever, might have to hop out for just a second or two. Um, but I'll edit around it. So y'all shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem for y'all. But Al, yeah, I'm letting you know. <laughs> Just in case I'm like quiet for an extended period of time. So yeah. And speaking of extended period of time, we've taken enough time to talk about what we've been playing. Now, let's get into what's popping with this topic. So what? here's what the original topic was going to be. Because I had a good topic. I was really happy about it. Um, it was going to be, all right, let's, let's predict what we think are going to be the first PlayStation Plus titles and games for Windows. Or, wow, games for Windows. Games for Gold. Uh, games for the next generation systems that's what it was going to be and then playstation had to come out that same day that i thought of that they had to come out and be like hey bug sacks free on playstation plus at launch and fucked over my entire plan so i said all right we're just going to talk about next generation impressions because the last couple days have been really good if you're into gaming news uh pretty much all the press now have uh playstation 5 consoles and or xbox series x consoles and s as well um and they're making videos about it of course there's so many embargoes from from what i've been seeing it seems like uh the embargoes are 
spaced out in a way where they have everything. Like I've seen, I've seen screenshots of people's uh, of people's play screens, and it looks like on PS5 at least they have like Miles Morales, and uh, we're hearing about Dark Souls impressions right now. It seems like they have hands on on a lot of these next generation games. Uh, Demon Souls. Oh wait, what did I say? Dark Souls. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato. But yeah, Demon Souls. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have they have access to a lot of these things, and we'll probably hear about them slowly over the next two weeks. But we've been seeing a lot recently, so we wanted to talk about a couple of these things. Now, uh, I have I don't have specific links in our notes. I just basically was like, here's here's all the iGen stories about PS5, and here's all the subreddits about PS5, and then the same thing for the Xbox stuff. So, um, yeah, I this is kind of a freeform discussion, so. I don't know if is there anything specific that has like stuck out to you with all these new announcements, updates, blah blah blah. Um, I, I'll say for the PlayStation app that they not they announced and released within the same day. Um, have you gotten a chance to try out this PlayStation app at all? Because it's uh it's unique. I'll say that. Uh, no, I've been actually look uh, watching stuff like uh, Digital Foundry uh, for like their coverage. Uh, mm. giant bomb you know stuff like that okay yeah so so i guess going back to the uh the what is it astrobot stuff or i guess what astro's playroom um you've been seeing a lot of that stuff seeing the impressions on the dual shock or i guess dual sense five those things been tickling your fancy i believe or oh yeah yeah it sounds like legitimately really cool and right now i'm looking at a digital foundry video about on um the auto hdr mode wait do they is that i i thought that was just an xbox feature but is ps5 doing that too uh no the only uh xbox okay okay as i'd assume but yeah but that it feature looks, looks great yeah yeah i can't wait to see that's something i'm really excited about because with um oh and as a side note ea play by the time you are listening to this there's one more week before ea play comes to game pass but right now you can just download all the games you can't launch any of them but you can just download ea play games right now if you want and i went back through that catalog and i'm like man i'm about to play shadows of the damned i'm about to play titanfall one finally um, zuma yeah zuma yeah all these other games actually i think i downloaded feeding frenzy one or two just to see what the hell it is because <laughs> i know it's a pop cap game and i'm like hmm Let's see. Yeah, when I when I saw that uh, when I saw the tweet you posted and that that showed Zuma downloading, I was like, really, Zuma? <laughs> Look here, man. I I just want to mess around. I don't think I'm gonna like sit here and play through Zuma, but Zuma's a good game, and I'm just gonna put it in and see what's popping with it. I don't know. I'm also, I'm also downloading like Armia too, and I'd probably download the Devil's Cartel if it was on there. So like, I'm I'm crazy. Actually, what's the other game? Not Singularity. What's the EA shooter with the? Uh, oh God, Rosario Dawson's in it. Oh God, this is gonna bug me if I don't remember this. Syndicate. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I really want to play Syndicate on, I guess, next generation hardware so that I can run at a decent frame rate because it had trouble hitting thirty on PS3. So that's something I would love to play, but of course not really going to happen because it's not available anywhere. I don't think they're even keeping up the licenses and whatever on that game. But um, yeah, there's a lot of old games that I'm just interested in trying out. So figured might as well play it on the most powerful console I have instead of trying to 
not dig out my PS3. It's plugged up with everything else, but I don't want to switch to that. <laughs> Let's play it on the thing I'm already on, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I own uh, Syndicate on Xbox 360. Hmm. Okay, look at you. <laughs> yeah. I, I because actually, I, mm-hmm. I really, like, three, like, what, run time came out, I got really into it. Yeah, I remember it was... It was cool because you could hack stuff like on the fly, and that was really neat. But at least on PS3, the gunplay was it left a decent bit to be desired. Yeah, and like the the the, the uh, franchise fans weren't really happy with it. Yeah, because it used to be like a strategy game originally, right? Yeah, it was like a well, classic PC game. They just and they just went Fallout Three with it. Yeah, <laughs> well, turned to a shooter. Yeah. Well, I say shoot. Fallout Three was probably more faithful to the original Fallout's than Syndicate was to the original uh, strategy game. I'd, I'd argue. Yeah, yeah. At least they kept the RPG roots, I guess. But, but yeah, that's the, the auto HDR features. And honestly, everything that they're doing with the backwards compatibility on Xbox is really getting me excited. Um, there was a tweet that went around, and I'm trying to find right now. Yes. Um, so one of the people who work over at Xbox, director of PM, project management, I'm going to guess, um, over at Xbox, Jason Ronald. Uh, he tweeted, after over 500,000 hours of testing, we're excited to share that all Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games playable on Xbox One today, except for the handful that require Connect, will be available and look and play better on Xbox Series X and S at launch. That's wild. Like The fact that they are able to bring all those games forward is just honestly it's just incredible it's remarkable um and as i've talked about a million times is blowing the offering on playstation out of the water where on playstation it's even though they said you can play everything except for these like 10 games the wording on it is fuzzy enough to where that could easily allow okay did you buy lich them battle mage what if it doesn't run on playstation 5 like you can open it up, but no one bothered to test if you could actually get to the gameplay. Like, it's just that type of stuff I'm worried about still. I'm not okay. I have to, I'm, I'm about to say something about Crackdown, one and three. <laughs> okay, might get because canceled. I'm, we'll see. No, not that. Oh. Um, I'm watching the uh, auto HDR feature or, or auto HDR mode again mm-hmm. on my on my big screen TV. And... Crackdown <laughs> Crackdown one looks better than Crackdown three. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's whoosh, that's harsh. Uh, um and, yeah. And surprisingly Dark Souls 2 looks really good. Really? With HDR? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, same, I don't know what's up with that. Same with uh Gears. Ge- now Gears is one where I definitely I want to play that entire game all over again on the newer consoles and it already ran at uh 60 frames 4K on the regular uh Xbox One X, so as far as that, it's not too much, but just the details got bumped up. Now it's like running on ultra settings for PC. And um, now they have what? Mark Marcus Phoenix is replaced with, uh, what's his name? Batista. Thank you. Yeah, Dave Batista. Uh, yeah, so if you want to play through the campaign with Dave Batista instead of Marcus Phoenix, you can. Um, so I just want to play through just to see what that looks like. And now they have different modifiers, some new visual modes that you can use. And there's also going to be some story DLC for Gears 5 for the Hive Busters, the three characters that are in the escape mode. I'm really excited for that because Gears 5 is so fucking good. And I really should play it more than I do because I love the single player. But I just haven't, I just don't, 
I don't care much about the multiplayer grind in that game. It's really just a single player that did it. For me. I have, I, I have not played a single bit of Gears Five since, uh, since I first, since I've actually first tried it. Oh, damn. <laughs> because I, I want to play. I want to experience it on a Series X. Oh, okay, fair. I'll give and then. To you. I think by Christmas I'll fully reti- retire my uh, my One X. Yeah, certainly. It, from from everything I'm hearing, the fact that you can play every single game that works on One X works on Series X. There's really no reason to keep that older console around. Of course, keep your controllers and all that stuff if you'd like. But yeah, it, it just doesn't seem like there's a reason to go back. And so yeah, that should be. It, now that I'm thinking about it, we're talking a lot about like what's exciting on the of things side of things because i feel like for playstation it's either we know everything or well actually we know everything on xbox too but it's just the questions that we have for playstation 5 i i don't know i mean which one are you leaning because clearly you've said already you're planning on getting both which one are you more excited about which one are you leaning more towards with the stuff that we've learned about in the last couple days Uh, i'm probably going to spend more time with uh, my ps5 okay that's fair enough yeah just because just because for Spider-Man, for Sackboy, those types of things, because there's more actual new games to play on it. Yeah, and um, as I mentioned before, AC Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have no intention of playing that game on uh, PS5 or PS4. Mm-hmm. You're going to cash in that upgrade as soon as possible, right? Yeah, because I know for sure that it's going to make... I don't know if it's going to be worse than Avengers in terms of... Uh, like making your console scream when you try to play it. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing I'm really scared of. Where Valhalla and all those games, I'm sure, I'm, sh- I'm sure Valhalla won't like kill your PS4. But what I'm worried about is stuff like with the Cyberpunk delay that we talked about earlier. The fact that they've cited that the reason for this delay is that it's running fine on PC, it's running fine on next gen hardware. They're still trying to get this thing running on the current gen console. And that scares the shit out of me because I have a PS4 copy pre-ordered <laughs> and I'm really thinking like because if if I'm if I don't get a PS5 like I'm expecting, then I am probably going to just sit here and be shit out of luck once Cyberpunk comes out and December the 10th comes around. And keep in mind, my birthday's the 11th. So God forbid I pick that thing up, put it in my PS4 and it just refuses to run. <laughs> Or it runs at like twenty frames a second or something stupid. Like that would just break my heart. So I'm just uh, not speaking, really speaking of stuff that breaks our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember how Arkham Knight didn't look that great on PS5 or PS4? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. I'm not saying I'm not saying watch it now, but just watch the Digital Foundry video because the rain effects. Oh my god. Oh, did they put? So this is like a Series X test where they put it in there and saw how it changed. Yes, it it looks great, or it looks good, if not better, than it did on previous platforms. Okay, I'm really going to have to check that out. Cause... And, and same with uh, Metal Gear 5. Ooh, okay. Yeah, see, all these games, and, and it's not just those two, because, of course, on Xbox, they're showing off a lot of backwards compatibility stuff. PS5, we still haven't seen a single PS4 game run on a PS5, and we're two weeks away. So I'm hoping that that information is able to come out very soon because I've, I, I'll admit, uh, 
before because I didn't know what the embargoes were. So before PS PS I love you this week, I wrote in and was like, here's every obscure question I have for PS4 for PS5. Answer as many as you can if you can. And I just let them all out and was like, all right, thanks, bye. And and then once the embargo is announced, they're like, all we can do is talk about the controller and one level of one game. So all those questions were way too far reaching. <laughs> so it's one of those things is that I want to see how these games play on this new hardware where Xbox we've been seeing. I don't know if you saw the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity video that Digital Foundry did for Xbox Series X. I did watch that and it was amazing exactly like that's the type of stuff i'm interested and excited about where i want to see how all these games run i want to see the higher frame rates there's games that are on my backlog right now that i'm planning on just waiting for because i'm expecting them to run um way better on playstation 5 like days gone um days gone's one of these games where recently i know last of us remastered got this treatment but uh both of these games got updated recently and in the case of The Last of Us, it has cut loading times into like a third of what they used to be. So we're already seeing things happen on that front. And, oh, excuse me. And Days Gone just got another update. Didn't really change what, the loading time. Was that a guitar? No, that that was my mic arm. <laughs> Let's say I thought... That was the springs like clicking when I moved the arm. I was like, oh shit, what was that? Um, very strange. Don't know what was up with that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Days Gone got updated, and so if that thing ends up being 60 frames per second on PlayStation 5, I will be playing it. I will wait specifically to play it on PlayStation 5. Same thing for what I think they already said Ghost of Shima's doing it. Um, it will be 60 frames they've announced. They said that God of War 2018 will be 60 frames per second if you choose favor performance mode. But the thing about that wording is that favor performance mode was already hitting 60 frames per second on PlayStation 4 in 1080p. So what I'm hoping is that they announce in 4K, you can get it to 60 frames per second somehow. Um, so maybe they're going to patch that to where they unlock the frame rate in the 4K mode. I guess we'll see. But it's just these little things like this, where the fact that I don't know for sure what these things mean because all we know is like slight tweets here and there and then a couple of developer impressions and we're, we're hearing things from all different corners of the of the gamer sphere and we don't really know 100 percent how are these specific titles going to run on this specific console just that's just what i want to know and god forbid fallout 4 i want to know how that runs on ps4 because that's like the main game that i'm looking to replay uh once it comes out on these new consoles so i don't know we we still got a lot to know and a lot to see um what was the other thing i was going to bring up actually mm -hmm. there was something i was hoping you, you could explain because i still don't understand it Ooh, okay try me okay so what exactly do they mean by the hap by haptic uh, feedback or oh. haptic triggers hmm okay what i've seen from from the impressions and stuff that i've been reading and watching it seems like haptic feedback is meant to kind of be like hmm when you're so the triggers themselves will respond to the game while you're playing it so in the example that they give with like astro's playroom um it seems like when you're pulling back on like if you pull a trigger in a game right now like let's say you're like pulling back on a bow in horizon you pull back on that trigger and then the animation is the only way you can tell how tense that bow is or how difficult it is. Where 
once you play like Horizon Forbidden West on PS5, ideally it'll be the first the first touch of that trigger pull when you're pulling back a bow will be super easy. Then the lower you get into that pool, the more difficult it will be to get all the way to the end of that trigger pull because that's the tension of the bow. And so that's what they mean by haptic feedback, where it's just you will be feeling more directly the actions you're taking. Um, and I think that's just it, it sounds like a gimmick, but from the impressions that I'm hearing, especially with the Astros Playroom stuff, it sounds like it's legitimately a game changer and it's legitimately an impressive feature. Um, so that's something yeah, I, I want to get my hands on. I also noticed what um, if you keep the, the mic, the built in mic on, like if you don't, if you don't mute, mute it while, when playing Astros Playroom. Mm hmm. You actually have to to blow on it to make uh the to make the uh to make platforms move and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, did I saw, see that. and when I saw that, I was like, I, I'm surprised that hasn't been that hadn't been thought of earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I I I don't know why they hadn't thought of it. I guess it makes sense because not a accessibility thing, but it, I think it makes sense from the fact of like. Oh, if you have the mic muted, we're not going to make you unmute the mic just to do the silly little gimmick. But if you have it unmuted, let's go ahead and take advantage of that and add in another little cool gameplay thing. So I think it's just like a kind of a way of getting consent for doing those little tricks and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that that would be pretty cool. Um, I, I can't wait to see that stuff implemented there because I'm totally the idiot who would leave it unmuted. And also for, for, my, for my sanity, because... How my setup is set up, oh wow, how my whole headset area is set up where my my headset in order to connect to it, um, it is wireless, but there's a wireless base here and I have a, an optical audio out coming from the PS4 into it and then I have a USB cable going from it into the PC so I'm able to hear both at the same time in the same set of here in the same set of earcuffs. But the problem is my PS4 is like a great distance away from me. And when I connect it through audio out, there is no headset. Like I can't talk to people online. So it's good to see that they fixed that somehow because you now have party chat on your phone. So you can talk in PlayStation parties through your phone with the new app. But also the PS5 has a mic built into the controller. So I can hear what they're saying in my headphones, but I don't have to sit here and take out the usb cable from my computer so that the mic can be on the ps5 and all that stuff it seems like i'll be able to just play and talk and it'll all be there for me now now i will say as a caveat there is no optical out drive on the ps5 <laughs> which sucks for me so i'm probably still gonna have to figure out some type of solution i'm already looking at like is there a usb to optical audio out connector because i'm definitely doing that if it's possible but you know, time will tell. I, I can't know that for sure until it comes out. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of things like that that I'm interested to see how they accommodate for. Yeah, and I will say, going back to the PlayStation Plus stuff, um, it it seems like for the first couple months here, we're gonna have a pretty decent lineup of stuff to play on PlayStation Plus because yes, we get the uh the PlayStation Plus collection, which I really wish they'd just call it the Instant Game Collection again because there's too many PlayStation Pluses in these brand names, but I feel like I'm saying that phrase too much. Um, but yeah, you get all those games to play. I think they said, what, 20 games? Uh, 10 from third parties, 10 from uh, first parties. 
so that's cool. We'll play those. I'm hoping that you can claim those on PlayStation 4 and play them, but they haven't said that yet. So I'm just sitting here in limbo. Um, but we also get bug snacks, like I said earlier. Uh, they just announced that uh, there's going to be a delay for Destruction All-Stars, which I'm excited for that game. I think that game has potential to really hit the spot. It, it gives me Onrush vibes, which I'm very excited about. Um, and so that's coming in February to PlayStation Plus and also Grand Theft Auto Online, which they promised a long time ago for the first three months of the console launch will be free with PlayStation Plus. So there there seems like it's going to be a lot of good stuff, even if you can't afford to buy a $70 game at launch. It seems like there's going to be some really good things to try out and play. Any of that tickling your fancy, interest you or anything at all? I mean, I'm happy I don't have to pay for bug snacks because I wasn't planning on buying it uh it, it, did it just seem like a more low-key type title yeah i mean back in, when octodad was making the rounds i was nothing i was everything or i was er, nothing but excited for it huh <laughs> i feel you there huh yeah there there's still a lot of hype for bug snacks and everyone's super excited that we're getting it for free but like i'm right there with you where the way my money's set up i probably wouldn't have prioritize the $20 or whatever it costs to buy that game at launch. So I, I'm super glad it's coming out through PlayStation Plus because I think it's going to lead to... And actually, Young Horses, they did this same thing with uh, Octodad. When that eventually came to PlayStation 4, I believe, if not at launch, pretty soon after, it was on uh, PlayStation Plus. And that's how I played it. So just continuing that tradition here. And I'm very excited to see where that leads everybody. So yeah, it's going to be really good. Oh, boy. Just as, here's a random side note that I just thought of because for some reason. Oh, oh, okay. Because someone just shared it on Twitter. That's why. Um, did you see the video of this guy who shoved fondue into a chocolate fountain? Oh, God, what happened? Oh, he broke the fountain. <laughs> like the cheese went up the tube and we're supposed to drain down like chocolate. The cheese just like shot up the entire fountain and then just left the exposed little twirling metal bar. And the cheese is just getting slung off the bar. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna share that in here, actually. Um, yeah, they shared a Reddit link, so here I'll I'm gonna share that. Maybe mm, if I remember, I'll put it in the link of the description <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> that video is so great. Oh god, it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but goddamn, is it funny? Um, but yeah, this generation of consoles. Um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of I'm interested in. I'm hoping that we have two more weeks here. More embargoes are going to get lifted. I hope that the embargoes... <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I love how the guy is just like... Oh, what? He's just accepting his fate. <laughs> My God. Poor guy. <laughs> he just sits there and grimaces it and just takes it all. You can only imagine the cheese that's stuck on the camera behind the scenes or something. Good God. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm hoping that the embargoes that Sony have set up for the PS5, I hope that they're not just, oh, you can show Miles Morales now. You can talk about that. I hope it's not just the games. And I hope there's an embargo for well before the launch of the system that lets us get into the nitty gritty of all of the system settings. I want, uh, oh boy, of course, I think I am being summoned away. Um, give me just a minute. I'll edit this out later. One second. All right, all right, sorry about that. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, okay, I remember what I was saying. Anyway, so 
yeah, I'm hoping that there's an embargo to where we can learn about all of the nitty gritty features. I want what I'm expecting is similar to kind of funny, you know, Greg Miller, he put out a video of him earning his first PlayStation 5 trophy. I'm hoping that there's going to be just some long form video that they'll make where they go through all the settings. They go through every single nitty gritty feature. Um, and then once Digital Foundry, I hope they get their hands you know, untied and then they can put, all right, let's see all these random games that didn't run so well back in the day. Let's see if they run better on PS5 or, you know, if it's a game that's just obscure and isn't getting much support, let's see if that game runs properly on PS5. Cause I'm still not certain that, you know, things like agents of mayhem or Darksiders three, like stuff like that. I still don't know if those are even going to run appropriately like they say oh it'll run but we don't know what that means because this is kind of unprecedented for them where xbox has been doing backwards compatibility for a while now they've been pushing things forward where playstation that used to be their legacy but since ps3 they've kind of forgotten about that so i'm concerned about things like that those are the types of things that i'll be engaging with on ps5 once i get one so that's the stuff i want to know about and i don't know when we'll know about it (laughs) I'm just hoping it comes soon. So yeah, that's my whole thing. So yeah, I I mean, it seems like we're still excited and all this new news is still exciting, I suppose, but it's just, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that's still up in the air. With these embargoes that are coming, it seems like we're gonna fill in a lot of those gaps, hopefully sooner rather than later, you know? Yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um, And with that, uh, is there any other thing you wanted to talk about when it comes to like this new next gen news, any other things that have been announced in the last week or are we all good? Well, I'm wondering what uh, X, the, the Series X, what they'll have in terms of like when compared to uh, Share Factory. Mm. You know what? I can tell you what they'll have. You can just download the f- video to your phone and edit it there. <laughs> and that actually, that's a good point that you bring up because... Share Factory is a cool app, and I've used it on PS4 a couple times, and it, it, it works very well, but there's something so so much easier, so much simpler on Xbox where you save something, it's on your phone, you can open up your own apps, you can take out, put your own filters or whatever you want to do on it. It's so much easier to edit stuff on your phone since we're on those all the time than it is to get into the specific app on PS5 or PS4, go through their specific proprietary filters and settings and whatnot, and then share it through the console. If It feels like, why go through all that trouble for the dev team over at PlayStation that works on that? Why go through all that trouble when we can just have the video downloaded and do what we want on professional apps? You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's my whole thing. And it's not like... This isn't necessarily a thing of ridicule for PlayStation because I've ridiculed them plenty, trust me. But like, it just seems like a thing where it's so easy to do the easy thing. (laughs) So why put money into the comparatively more difficult thing? Don't quite understand that move, but yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll get some clarity on that. I feel like Xbox, didn't Xbox, they tried to do some creative stuff like Project Spark doing all that, but I don't think they ever had like a video editing suite, if I'm not mistaken. Uh the closest they had to that was the, or at least the closest to the PS4 share button, mm-hmm. was the horribly, horribly thought out Twitch integration. Oh. Where you had to, like, go between the game and the app, the game and the app to make sure everything was running. Wow. 
So like you couldn't just have it like on PS4 where everything's like all on one screen. No, you had to t- like say you're playing a game, you had to exit out of that, go to the Twitch app, mm-hmm. and then sit, like start broadcast, and then you go back to the game, and then just play it completely blind to what's going on on Twitch side. Yeah, and just hope that the whole thing didn't crap out. <laughs> My God, yeah, that that's definitely trash. Uh, oh, and now that I'm thinking about it, that that was probably, or I shouldn't I shouldn't guess because. <laughs> I'm thinking of like when you talk about like old integrations on Xbox, they had that pin to screen feature and PlayStation said that they're doing the picture in picture thing. And that's another thing that I want to know. I want to know if you can put YouTube in the corner of the screen and watch a YouTube video while you're playing a game or, you know, Netflix or any of these other video apps. Really, I want to know if a if there's an Internet browser on PS5, just like there is on Xbox and B, I want to know if you can take videos from that internet browser and pin them so then you can just make the game help that's a part of PlayStation Plus now, just make that obsolete. Just go to IGN Guides and watch their video, pin it to the screen, and just follow that instead, you know? For free. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's really what I want to know. I want to know just all of the really specific things. And I, how do I say this? Typical wisdom has led me to believe that because they're not loud and proud about the answers to these questions, that all these answers are going to be negative, which is why I'm so nervous about it. Like, especially on the on the backwards compatibility front, we knew nothing about it for so long, or we know so little about it for so long. Then they released the fact, and it still has like weird, obscure language. So I'm like, man, what the hell are they going to do with that? So overall, that's just like where I'm at. Hopefully things are working out. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, we literally only have one more week until next-gen consoles are in people's hands. Uh, by the time, I don't know, by the time we record this, by the time next episode comes out, consoles will be out and people will be, well, actually, it's the 12th, right? So let me see. It'll be the day depending, after. Depending on like where. Oh, yeah. Was it the 10th and the 12th? No, the uh, 12th for PS5 in certain in select areas, and then the week, a week later, and then with the 19th for everywhere else. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, the 10th with the Xbox. So, yeah, that's... God, it's going to be a rock block. And also, and also, since we're doing Game of the Year stuff at the end of the year, ah, oh, man, I'm going to have to play so much shit. I just bought Hades and haven't touched it. Manifold Gardens, the same case. All these other indies I want to catch up on. And uh, I, I will say good news, though. I Because of how crazy this year has been, I forgot, since I haven't been going on vacation or anything, I forgot to take vacation days off at work. So I got to go sprinkle those out throughout the rest of the year and take some weeks off. So I'm going to be doing that. So that'll be fun. Give me more time. And don't forget, don't forget that uh, special podcast in like two weeks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's actually something we'll put in the... Well, maybe not put in housekeeping, but we'll definitely talk about it. Um, yeah, there's a there's a certain anniversary coming up for a long time. People have been on the site for a long time. So uh, look out for that episode. I actually took off one of my days off for that episode. So uh, I'm excited for it. I'm thinking maybe I should ask you this off air, but there's definitely going to be a topic that we can just talk about since that episode is going to be special. We can just talk about, you know, why it's special. But also, I'm thinking I might do a quiz game because I 
I don't know if you're familiar with what Bless Who is over at Kind of Funny. You ever heard of that? No. Long story short, Bless Who is the... So on Patreon, they do post shows for their podcasts. And what they've been doing the last couple months is that Blessing will... He has this game that he's totally stole from a different IGN UK podcast. Um, and it's basically they take two games, mash them up into one title, and Bless reads the description of that game. And then everyone else has to take turns guessing what that what the two games are what that title is basically so the example he uses is like uh play as marcus phoenix as he shoots up locusts in this top-down stealth title on the playstation one and the answer is uh what metal gears of war like is that type of thing and i really i've put so many prompts to that show they haven't used most of them but like i shoot prompts over there like every now and then i'll get inspired and just type out five of them and shoot them over so i'm like what if i just take the ones that i think of and write them down use them for myself on that episode so that might be something i do um if we have time of course we're going to be talking about a lot of other things but um that might be something i do if not for that episode maybe for another one later but yeah be on the lookout for that one um, and I guess this is a good time to just go ahead and transfer on to the housekeeping segment. Um, we'll talk about some of the things that are going on in VGU.TV land. Uh, so like we said, on the, we'll be recording that episode on the 14th. So probably on the 21st, look out for a special episode from us. That Players Club episode will be, wait, no, I'm looking at October. <laughs> so blah, 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 blah. So in November, we're recording on the 14th. So yeah, that episode on the 18th should be a special episode. So be on the lookout for that one. Um, also, I'm still, I only have 10 more games left for this Keeping It 100 script. I, I'm getting nervous actually. <laughs> because once I finish the script, then I have to do all the voiceover and then I have to edit the video and all this other stuff. So like, honestly, the work's just starting, but <laughs> It's going to be fun work. That's pretty much all of November is going to be dedicated to that. So I'll be working on that. Hopefully by the end of that month, I can let you know when it's coming out. The plan is still early no or early December. Um, and I have no reason to believe I can't hit it. So look out for that. Uh, but actual things that I have listed here that you can click links for. Um, of course, VGU plays uh, the Titanfall 2 uh let's play that i did on my twitch is gonna be coming out soon uh you gave me a heads up on that and i have to re-upload some of those episodes but episode one is totally fine so you guys can see that one that will be going up every friday for the next few weeks uh i might we'll see because i noticed every friday is like damn that's like the end of the year so maybe i'll make it a little bit more aggressive but right now it's every friday so be on the lookout for that and We'll always shout out the latest episode of that on the podcast here, so you can look out for that. And then, of course, we'll be doing Life is Strange this Monday, I guess last Monday that you're hearing this, so uh, we'll continue with that. Uh, VGU First 30, uh, which is the first 30 minutes of the classic, uh, what, Double Fine game, Costume Quest. Uh, I believe that's a joint from you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, Graydon created the First 30, uh, like, like naming intro? oh oh special intro okay and he he now wants to like start doing a bunch like a, a whole bunch more okay i fuck with that so he was like i'm gonna get started on a republic like a clone uh clone wars republic heroes one and i'm like <laughs> sorry about that I, I already i already had a terrifying ordeal trying to get like getting the five or six i got 
like videos I got. What did they just like flag them all on YouTube? No, uh, I I I didn't know how to like how to properly like request what I was trying to re- request. Hmm. And it was just a big disaster. Ah, well, damn. On uh, the whole thing on Fiverr. Damn. Well, Fiverr can sometimes just screw us over sometimes, but. Hey man, we'll we'll just keep it moving and continue on our quest, which includes this costume quest first thirty. So yeah, go ahead and watch that one. That will be in the description. That should be out by the time you are listening to this, so you can click over there. Um, it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be up on Halloween. Oh, then hell yeah, that will definitely be up by the time you are listening to this. It's the fourth now, so great googly moogly. Give it a look, see y'all. Um, we also have, uh, speaking of let's plays, let's beat telltale guardians of the galaxy. Part 13 is also out on the YouTube channel. Uh, we also have VGU plays disc room, which is a let's play of the recent indie game that just came out. Um, is that you or Graydon? I feel like that's one of y'all, uh, Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay. Cause I think a Graydon is being Mr. Indie. So I didn't think Josh was interested in a game like this. That's really cool. Actually. Dope. So, yeah, if you want to know what Josh thinks about that one, definitely go ahead and check that one out. Um, After that, we have Life is Strange, Episode 4, Part 2, continuing that Let's Play series. So we can motor on over to uh, Before the Storm, which I'm starting uh, this week (laughs) or have started at this point. Uh, After that, we have Star Trek Evolution. Is that Tazzy System Patrol? I think so. All right, Tazzy, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and look that one up if you want some more Star Trek uh, Star Trek Online, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek Online goodness. That Let's Play continues, or I guess that series continues. Um, we also have the Best of Quest, the Under Presents review, which, what game is that? Because I've never heard of this. Okay, so it's a it's an Oculus Quest uh, application. Oh, application, okay. Where it's sort of like doing a vr like theater uh show huh okay makes sense as to why Graydon would want to play it <laughs> he's also yeah, the same he, guy wrote about hamilton for the site yeah and he and he mentions like the whole how like there's since there's no there's no uh broadway going on right now he he needed something like that like the, that yeah <laughs> I, i'm sure it definitely hits the spot since he can't go to actual shows right now so that should be an interesting one. I might need to read about that one because that just sounds off kilter in a way that might be cool, even if it is just Oculus only and I don't have it. So I'll be sure to look at that one. Look at that one in the description. You can click through. Uh, speaking of Graydon, uh, we have Recap for September 2020, also out, in which he, of course, covers the megaton hit known as Among Us, among other things. Of course, you can an Impact on there, which is also blowing up a whole lot. And The Last Campfire by Hello Games, which you might know from No Man's Sky, which is, honestly, we didn't talk about it in the next-gen talk, but they just announced the next-generation version of No Man's Sky, 4K 60 frames per second, all these other features, and maybe it will finally, finally, finally be time for me to try that game out. Um, But if you're looking for something a little bit more small-scale, check out the recap for all of that. Uh, Then we also have Celebrating G4 Part 9, Game On which i barely remember game on was that um what was that was that like one of those like interstitial type shows or is it like a full-on it took up 30 to 25 minutes of the time slot yeah it was uh the first show canceled by g4 back in 2002 oh well (laughs) damn 
Well, it's appropriate for D4. And, like, I, I sort of changed up how I did things from now on. Like, I, I did, like, a what happened to the, like, what what are the hosts doing? Mm. Uh, okay. And kind of like I also a, put in... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I also put added in something I didn't want to just post, like, further update uh, the arena one. Mm. I found a, I found a really good video of someone doing basically like breaking down what happened between Jim Downs and Will Whedon. And I'm adding that to my watch later. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested in that too because I didn't know I actually didn't know there was a falling out, but apparently there seems to be something between them that went some way. Yeah, and like uh, Travis Oates, who's the voice of Piglet. Oh, <laughs> okay. Which which I didn't I didn't know until watching that video. Uh, he. He also got, like, he was also treated poorly. Oh, well, hey, I can't say I'm too surprised because that's one thing I, I've heard from a lot of XG4 people is that the upper, the higher ups of G4 didn't necessarily give a shit about the people below them. So it wasn't the greatest place, but I guess we'll get more focus on to why that was maybe. Yeah. And then, like, I also, another thing I didn't know, well, well we didn't actually wrote, like, the script for arena oh like every week every episode yeah wow that's shit that's a lot <laughs> oh my god i couldn't imagine doing that but i guess good for him but jesus christ it's so much time um so yeah a lot of good nuggets in there for not just game on but arena and seems like there'll be a lot of stuff for you g4 nostalgic folks out there which is coming back soon <laughs> seems like that that thing's really happening they're hiring people so shout out to them for that um, yeah, the, mm-hmm. there's uh, three more uh, left in the celebrating G4 yeah. uh, miniseries. Yeah, it's ticking down slowly but surely. Are you trying to time it up with the return of the site? <laughs> no, I figured just. Well, I'm trying to do one a month. Okay, that's that's but good pace. I kind of want to try to go all out for my uh, one on Portal. Yeah, Portal's the one I have a lot of specific memories of. Well, and I, considering yeah. how I'm basically a Mister MMO guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely should put I figured, all the stops. I fi- yeah, I figured. Like, I downloaded all the episodes, so I'm gonna like try to watch every single one I can. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. That would be that would be a good twist, just to do something. I don't know, explosive with it, but that should be good no matter what. Um, speaking of good, no matter what. Uh, we have another episode of Win for you to listen to. Episode 25, Return of the Habitual Line Stepper. I'm pretty sure 26 out is already out by now, but, you know, we record these a week ahead of time. So 25 is the one linked. If you want 26, scroll up. <laughs> That's how this works. You're in the podcast feed already. And then finally, we have Hyper Time, the podcast episode number or not episode number three, uh, just the All-Star Comics number three episode which um, is good. Y'all, y'all do some good stuff on that podcast, and it seems like uh, it's very... It, polish is the word I want to use, and it is applicable here, but it's just more that y'all put so much work into this where just the details in the descriptions that y'all write on the site and the descriptions of the podcast just so people can follow along appropriately. Definitely looks like oh, there's a lot going on with it. That is that is all Josh. Like th- That is his baby. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll give the shout-out to Josh. Like He's definitely done a lot, but, you know... Y'all tag team to a certain degree on there. So I'll, I'll I'll give you a little bit of recognition, even if it is, you know, 80 to 90% him. 
so yeah good stuff though good stuff it's really it's really impressive really awe-inspiring stuff so if you dig comics get on that train man. and after that i'm pretty sure that's it i'm thinking of now i'll say i don't think it's out yet so i'm not even gonna guarantee it but i did pop up on another episode of disney plus us and instead of talking about Oliver and Company like I did last time, I talked about a movie that is sincerely one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. And I got to gush about it a lot. So I doubt it will be up because I've been waiting for it for like two or three weeks now. I, I didn't ask when my episode was going up. So I'm just like, eh, it'll go up at some point. I'm hoping it comes out soon because I really want people to listen to that episode because that was fun to record. So if it's out, it'll be in the description. If it's not, then hey. We'll have another episode next week. Look for it there. Or follow us on Twitter. Our Twitters are always in the description of every episode. Click through to follow Al. Click through to follow me on our names. And that's all of the plugin I got for this episode. Um, I have some errands to run. I got... Let me tell you the list of shit that I got to do. So I, I'm not going to go too hard because we're at the end of the show. But I got to I gotta see if this printer that is just randomly in the corner of our kitchen, I got to see if this thing works because someone's coming to pick it up and take it to my sister in Orlando. And then I have to go outside because overnight there's a hurricane in our area. And it's not that big a deal because clearly I didn't know there was a hurricane until a tree fell down in our backyard. So I have to take pictures of the tree in case the insurance wants to look at that. And then I have to clean my room because they're doing stuff in my room later with like repairs and... It's just a lot of stuff. So I got to go do some of that so that it's not a big deal tomorrow when I go to work. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully your your weekend's going to be a little bit better, Al. Well, the hurricane you mentioned, you mentioned it's, come, it's working its way up to where I am, too. Yeah, which is a little concerning. But if it's anything like what happened with us, because I think it was a I think the highest it got is category two, if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah so if if it's category two here it's gonna have to get through a lot of land mass to get to you which you know ideally means it'll start dying down so it might not it might just be a tropical storm by the time it gets to you so i i'm hoping that it won't be too much uh turmoil there physically but you know i understand there's some anxiety about it but i think you'll be fine i, I don't think it's going to be too damaging because not much happened over here because I didn't even know there was a hurricane going on until I set a course to go home with the GPS and it was like, there might be a change in traffic due to the hurricane. And I'm like, there's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you'll probably be fine. So yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But um, in any case, that's it from us today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for uh, consuming the content, supporting us in any way you do. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. This has been me, Emmett Watkins Jr., if I didn't say that at the top, because I feel like I didn't say that at the top. And I've been joined here today by Alan Muir. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yeah, as always, as always. And we will see you in the next thing. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill. And at this point, oh, God, dude, this episode comes out the day after the election. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I, ch I chose the right time to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about anxiety. Um, we've been saying on this episode, on this podcast, to vote at the end a whole lot. At this point, yeah, I should have voted by now. And God. Oh, my God. Is that going to be really good <laughs> or really bad? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel. It's either going to be yeah. not, not bad or horrible. <laughs> so we're about or, to see. Or. 
whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> Low key, that's what it's feeling like. Jesus Christ. Um, depending on depending on how the last twenty four hours have gone by, I mean, we won't we won't know all the results on the third. But depending on how things are going, I might be live on Twitch right now, just going off, or <laughs> or I'll be or I'll be getting elated on Twitter or something. Something's happening. You you clicking on Twitter's right now might yield some entertaining results. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> hot damn i did not realize that so yeah we're bouncing out of here and as i always say keep it real keep it trail adios y'all and be safe probably depending on how things are going right now oh boy